Hey, Ron. What's up, dude? What's been on your mind lately? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's on my mind right now is you just cop the fuck out of starting this podcast, <laughs> which we agreed that you were going to do and me into fucking doing it. <sighs> All right. I'm a wizard. You are a wizard. You just sorcered, sorcerered me or whatever. I feel like word is magic. I feel like a muggle. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's funny is almost everything that we've talked about has been guided in a positive manner. And I think you, it's just, do you mean coming like coming out of a positive place? Yeah, it's coming out of a positive place. You know, um, there's some things that we've we've t- talked about it we we you've spoken more about correct co- like correct behaviors correct actions um in order to like lead a good quality life and i i feel like just because you know for the most part <clears throat> i just truly whenever there's anything negative going on i just look for look for the reasons why it's happening or how I can how I can learn from the situation and and like I try to I try to just like avoid dwelling in any type of like this is what's wrong attitude are you saying that you recognize like people um either come at you with positive or negative intentions and the negative ones you try to kind of push aside. I don't push them aside. I just, I just try like hell to not let them control how I feel. Uh, I think that, I think that, you know, whether it be frustration, sadness, um, any other emotion that's deemed negative, loneliness, you know, stuff like that, like, they all have to be processed and worked through. And, and I just, I feel, you know, I, I, I know, it's something I feel like, I know that all of our conversations, we've, we haven't really spoke about, you know, those types of things and like, you know, what potentially has, you know, what potentially frustrates us, you know? You mean, you, do you mean like having, having negative emotions and, and kind of how to deal with them or how to use them? I guess. I'm just trying to understand, like. I'm just saying that, you know, everything that we have really talked about has come from a positive light. And it's, it's been like educating people on what to do versus what not to do. Hmm. And, and the conversation that I want to have or what's been on my mind weighs heavily on a what not to do type of situation. Hmm. And 
you, when we were talking last night, um, pre preparing for this, you know, you had mentioned, you know, like staying in your lane. I mentioned, you know, minding your own business and, and trying to, trying to figure out how to talk about this without, you know, exposing the personal situations that brought me to thinking about this. And I guess it just comes down to the fact that I personally avoid speaking about people as much as possible. I'm a human being. I have opinions just like everybody else. I see people do things that I disapprove of or I don't agree with all the time. And with that being said, I choose to keep those thoughts to myself as much as I possibly can. I'm not perfect. Sometimes things slip out, you know, and I say things that I regret, but it's a lot easier to avoid saying things that you regret if you just think you're like, think what you think and process it before you speak about it. So when you say that you avoid talking about other people, do you mean in any way? Do you, I mean, you avoid gossip, right? Yes. Is that I, what you're trying to say? More, more so than like, I mean, you, you definitely talk about people. Right. You, you reference other people, but you, you're very careful to avoid gossip and negative projection on others yes okay it's none of it's none of my business how other people are living their lives now why is that a problem that you know if, if it's something that you avoid why does it why does it affect you and others you know other people do that they they gossip they they talk negatively about themselves and therefore it reflects poorly on other people. Why does that kind of push your button so much? If you're avoiding it, you know, I feel it should be easy to ignore. It is easy to ignore until it affects me or people I care about. Especially, especially when I consider myself and all of my intentions to, to be 100% helpful. Like my intentions every single day when I wake up is to hopefully help another person take the take the next step in bettering themselves in any light you know like i don't want to sit here and tell you what i think you should do 
I want to sit here and help you figure out what you think you should do. And, and this is a lesson I learned the hard way, you know, offering offer. I think we talked about this before offering unsolicited advice, you know, when people just, when people just wanted to have a conversation and express how they were feeling, it's so quick to jump in and be like, well, you should do this instead of just actually listening. Asking um, questions. Yeah. And I guess it just frustrates me when humans, especially now with being able to hide behind your screen or hide behind your phone, like uh, hide behind your thumbs. It's just so easy to say whatever you want to say and not expect any repercussions. When you have no idea what kind of fires you might be starting with the words that are coming out of your mouth. What kind of problems you might be creating for other people with the words that are coming out of your mouth. And now I don't want to get this like misconstrued. Like if you know somebody is doing something that's harming and you have proof, like you should talk about that shit. Do you think that comes from fear? Yeah. Of? People don't like it when people are mad at them. It's not a good feeling. What can you do? Assuming you're the person that wants to be helpful. What can you do to prevent the, you know, this from uh, happening, not to you, but maybe to honestly, when, when, when I see, or when I'm in a situation where somebody is talking negatively or spreading rumors or, you know, talking behind someone's back, I look at that person who's as the, the victim here, you know, there's clearly something that they are insecure about or jealous of or jealous of envious of, I don't know, but they're, they're kind of, they're projecting that jealousy onto other people. They're creating reflections of themselves. And in order to help that person, because that's what you do, Is it possible to project yourself the other direction in a positive way? I think so. So we. You're just going to have to be. You're going to have to be present for the situation, though. You know? So you're going to have to be there when the words are being spoken and you're going to have to hear what's being said. Right. So, but, but you know, 
the words that are being spoken and you know the words that are being said and only you are going to know that. And no matter what other people are saying, you know that. So long as it doesn't trickle down and affect, you know, other areas of your life or, or other people that you care about. You know, what's funny, I was having a conversation with someone the other day about self-care and most people will, you know, they'll spend money on things like their cars and, and they'll put effort into helping other people. But when it comes to themselves, they're, they're almost negligent and less willing to, you know, put in the investment or do what it takes for themselves. And it got me thinking a little bit about what people are willing to do for others um, and, and how they feel when, when something is, you know, hurting the people that they care about, right? So, for example, someone fucks with your kids, you're going you're gonna to be angry. But if someone fucks with you, you won't care as much. You won't be as, as you know, emotional, let's say. I think, it's, I think that comes down to the fact that I know, oh man, I know exactly why. It's because we know that we know how it feels. Like if I saw somebody messing with you and I just saw you standing there and taking it, I know what it's like to be that person. I'm, like that's going to trigger me to stand mm -hmm. up for you. That's going to trigger me to stand up for my children, especially my children, because they're, they are at a point where they're quote unquote helpless, you know, and they're also absorbing everything. Yeah. They're um, like, I, you know, I think that's, I think that's like the whole concept of, you know, the knight in shining armor is like the knight, the knight knows what it's like to take, to take the battle. So when he sees somebody in distress, he rides in on his horse to save the day. It's so easy to stand up for other people. The, the last, like the prime, like the, the handful of times I got into physical altercations as a child, I wasn't fighting for myself. You weren't really fighting. You didn't know jujitsu yet. True, true. Like I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Of course, it was to protect. Of course. Yeah. Someone, something. Yeah. I remember significantly a time that I wasn't. Like somebody was messing with me, but it wasn't until they said something about somebody that I cared about that I finally retaliated. Like they could have said shit about me all day long. But when they said something hurtful about someone that I loved, that was when I lost it. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> and because you know you can protect yourself, but you don't know if they can be protect they can protect themselves. Right. That the whoever it is you're you're caring about. It's it's funny, man. Like confrontation in general is just like it's a tough it's a tough road to travel whether it be whether it be within a relationship or you know at work with a boss or with a stranger on the street man it's just it's like 
if you lack confidence, it's such a scary place to be in any manner. And it doesn't have to be um, a fist fight either. Right. It doesn't. A, a lot, most, most of the time, it's, it's words that are the most hurtful. And it may not even be direct. Usually it's through gossip or just misconstrued information. Oh, you know, there's been, what's there's that? Been hundreds. There's been hundreds of things that have been said to me that I would have rather gotten punched in the face. Oh yeah. Or like, rather there's, you know, things you wish you would have never heard or seen written. Yeah. A punch in the face would have hurt less. This, um, there's this idea that humans are the only creatures who make a mistake and punish themselves more than once. Or when they get hurt, they, they punish themselves over and over. So that, so if you think about an animal, you know, they screw up, they get hurt. That's their punishment. They don't dwell on it. Whereas humans, adults, kids, when something happens to you, if you, if something is said to you as a child, you dwell on that your entire life. And every time you dwell on it, you're punishing yourself. You know, I, I heard the, it's funny <laughs> you referenced being a child. I heard um, the other day is, is, uh, you know, when you see, when you see adults like get into like a tantrum mode or, you know, they start crying in their, in their, uh, in their head, the thought process, it, you relate to the first time you ever felt that way. So you respond the same way that you did the first time you ever felt that way. And like hearing that, hearing that made, mm -hmm. a, made a lot of sense to me because like, I've been known to throw a tantrum. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been, I've been, I, you know, I've been, I've been known to get so mad that I cry and like, and, and it's just, it's just, I think it's easy to forget that, inside of us is still a child you know i think it's the other way around ron i think when you're born you're you have all the makings of an adult and you have everything that we have right now not there's nothing biologically different it's all it's it's the chemistry in your brain over time that changes but it adapts to what's around it so everything that that you're exposed to every word that is said to you every you know every fall that you've taken those are those become you know these memories that you hold on to and i think you know something to to think about and and you brought up the tantrum like idea or uh concept right where you resort back to the first time but something to think about is your your memory of something changes a little bit every time and that first instance is nothing like what you remember it to be it may it can be something completely different every time you remember something 
you're remembering the last memory you had of it. You don't actually remember, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's, it's not the way it works. So you're remembering a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy that you've created over time based on your environment. That being said, how conceptually easy would it be to change your environment, change the memory that you have of it, of that particular moment, and then change everything about the way you react? I think it's just going to depend on who you are. So you think it's all kind of predetermined and you're, you're cut from a cloth and that's I don't it. Think, I don't think it's predetermined at all. I think, I think it's what you're exposed to. Hmm. I think it's willingness. Willpower is definitely there. Yeah. Um, I think we all have the capacity to what's the word I'm looking for to, to make choices that make us stronger. I, I do not believe that we are just like, some people are just born mentally stronger than others. I just, I believe that I, I, we're, we're, I, just, I believe that we're all a product of our environment. You're either, and you either get stuck in your environment or, or you get fed up with your environment that you break free. But we're all a product of where we came from. I think though it's possible some people start at a different, different level, you know, some people, and you know what, you're right. It's, it's probably because of their environment that they are, they have bigger steps that they have to climb or more steps that they have to climb. They had a great, they had a great teacher or they had a great parent or they had somebody, somebody that they wanted to make proud, Mm. you know? that just fueled them enough to choose the right things. Do you think that everyone has a person like that out there that, you know, sometimes they'll just never meet? That's possible. (laughs) With what, 7.8 billion people on the planet? Well, after the coronavirus, it might be 4.8. Isn't that the whole point of it? I, w- I was just reading that. <laughs> I, was just, I was just reading. There's only been like 3,000 confirmed deaths. In the grand scheme of things, that is not a lot of people. Yeah, I think more, more people die from the common cold or the, you know, the flu. Every the reg- year. The regular flu. Or, yeah. um, you know hold on, let's not talk about, you know, the world's number one leading cause of death, fucking heart disease or chronic <laughs> diseases, diabetes, <laughs> <laughs> depression. These things cause a lot more damage than... And, and, and you know what? It's, it's funny. Beer. It's, <laughs> it's funny because I think that 
I think that those problems tie right into the the like the other problems like people people are depressed and let's put depression in quotation marks because I believe I personally believe and you can express your opinion on this after the fact that yes there are people there are human beings that something is messed up and they are sick I don't think that number is as high as what it as what it's made out to be because of the skewed medical industry and pharmaceuticals and stuff <laughs> like that. I think that over time that doctors and, and I'm not gonna blame them because I've done things for a paycheck. Doctors saw the numbers on the paycheck and started writing scripts for people who didn't need the medications. Mm-hmm. They diagnosed people that weren't actually sick. You know? Or they, they didn't know how to diagnose a certain symptom, so they grouped it into depression. Right. Um, and then... then when, when, in all, when, all reality, yeah. when in all reality, these people that have these symptoms of depression or have these symptoms of anxiety are just surrounded by assholes. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're upset because your, you know, husband's a douchebag. That doesn't mean you're depressed. It means your husband's a douchebag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you see advertisements on, um, you know, on TV for these, medications and they put out these statistics and you think about it and you're like, Oh, you know, I could be one in eight. <laughs> I could be that person. Maybe I'm that one. Oh, I felt that once. And then you go into a fucking depression because of all the, yeah. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with being sad. There's nothing wrong with feeling lonely. There's nothing wrong with feeling frustrated. These are normal. You what's wrong is how hard people try to hide these things. That's what's wrong to the point that. Well, people are ostracized for being, you know, having mental disorders and, or they're classified by having these things and that ostracizes them. They, they feel not part of society. This kind of goes back to where we started, Ron, where you were talking about um, positive and negative emotions and how I got the thought that they're all the same. You know, emotions are emotions. I think think frustration and anger can be positive. There's been a ton of good things that have happened in moments where I've been mad. You know? And I just exerted that energy somewhere other than somebody else like on a deadlift or something yeah someone came into the gym this morning we're doing heavy back squats and she's like i'm so mad today i couldn't wait to lift (laughs) (laughs) and she had a smile on her face yeah and i'm like okay awesome (laughs) (laughs) can i watch (laughs) 
it was it was great you know um but that's that's exactly it and, and it's just it, it comes down to who you surround yourself with and how they react to to their angers and their feelings their sadness what do you think triggers someone to talk behind people's backs like Insecurity. why like why why are people so afraid to talk to somebody face to face i think there's two possibilities the the one is is a little bit of um guilt and that is they usually and i'm i'm a uh, i'm guilty at this too you know i've talked about people behind their backs and usually it's because if i say it to that person i know it's going to hurt them and i feel bad and I know, and it's someone that I usually ha have some attachment to or I care about. So there's a level of guilt there. So you, you instead talk to another person to help them or to maybe to, to see if they can help you get through to them, right? The other, the other reason that people would talk behind each other's backs is just plain insecurity. And they, they feel like they are less than or they have kind of caused their own problems and whatever problems that they've caused they they're going to push it onto someone else so they don't take all the blame for it so it's guilt or or you know a reason to you know blame someone else unwillingness to take ownership over a certain situation do you ever recall a point in your life where you like hoped somebody failed? Yeah. All the time. Really? Not now, but. But you used to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When I, dude, when I, when I opened my gym, my, my first CrossFit gym, the next day another gym opened like a mile away oh shit and we didn't even know it was happening and i was like this is dumb and my partners and all the people that were around me they were like oh shit they, you know, they're your competition you know you know they're bigger they have more stuff whatever and i formed this like unnecessary hatred for people i didn't even know just because it was like, you know, I, I felt attacked almost, right? And then very quickly, though, I realized, hey, there's, you know, this world is big enough for everybody. And I let go of my ego in that situation and, and uh, developed a growth mindset. And it, it was just around the same time that I was working on that kind of stuff anyway. But I remember feeling a sense of like, you know, deviousness where, It was almost like a, like a war, but I re the war was within myself though. It wasn't with anyone else. So you did, That's you, what I learned. you experienced some bitterness. Yeah, for sure. How about you? I honestly have no recollection of like, thinking to myself i hope that person loses i hope they fail like 
even if even if they were in quote unquote competition with me, even when I stepped like even when I stepped inside the ring and fought, I never hoped my opponent lost. I just hoped that I won. Like I didn't want them to just lay down and quit. Like I want everybody to fight for what they want. How do you feel about the people who are outside the arena judging you? Dude. <laughs> your your opinion has their their opinion has no no fucking weight. None. If, Yet they very often do have influence. Not on you, but on others. On others. On right. others that are on others that are around me. Mm-hmm. Like that's what sucks. The, I mean, when I, see, when I see other when I see people affected by the opinions of others, by the by the gossip of others, that shit makes me angry. Hmm. Like, why, why do you have nothing better to do than to worry about what I'm doing or what Sally's doing or (laughs) what, like, the only reason that you and I are talking about this is because I want people to understand what they do when they gossip, what kind of problems that they are creating for others when they when they feel the need to talk about something that they don't even know about that would be like like that would be like me forming an opinion of you and Val's marriage when all that i have seen of you two together was when you guys got married and that one time we grabbed dinner in Asbury Park. It's the only two times I've known you for four years now. But you like follow me on social media, dude. You know everything. Dude, you only show me <laughs> what I want to show, show you. What you want me to see. <laughs> yeah, isn't that wild that <laughs> there you know, there's definitely some people out there who I've met less than than once. <laughs> maybe once then and they have a strong opinion about me or they think they know me and i'm guilty of that as well you know i've made opinions and assumptions about people before based on you know one interaction or what i've heard but again that's just gossip and i i've kind of decided recently i want to start um when I when I hear a piece of gossip or if I hear someone talking about somebody else, I, I really want to start just assuming that they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. And and just kind of accept it. And <laughs> and maybe like reach out to that person and learn more about them. Because they must be interesting if someone's talking about them. You know, it's it's <laughs> here's a here's a situation that I was extremely guilty of. And it was when, when people would miss the gym, you know, it would, it would, it would frustrate me. It would frustrate me that 
you know, people are spending this money. People have like made this out loud commitment to themselves and then they're not showing up. And it would cause me to have these opinions of them. Um, what, that they're lazy? Or make that them they, feel like they're, like, they're, like they're lazy or they're not dedicated or, you they know. They their priorities set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then it started, it kind of started to like, it hit me, it hit me like, you know, what if they're fucking sad? What if they're struggling? What if, what if the act of even taking a fucking shower is difficult for them right now? What if they wanted to go to the gym, but you know, they had to take their kids to, to the doctor? What if, what if there was a family emergency? Like we, I've said this on the podcast before, but I don't know what's going on behind closed doors in your house. I only know what you want to show me. And then every once in a while, we get to see what, we, what you show other people because I'm a witness to your interaction with somebody else. Okay? Those brief, brief, less than five-minute moments, man, get judged. Get opinions formed on them. And then sometimes people feel the need to talk about those judgments and those opinions and it creates backlash for the person who was just trying to live their life that didn't even know that the person that was talking was watching. We're just trying to go about their business and do the damn thing. Like you're a newlywed. You're running a business. You're also trying to grow that business. You have struggles. Within the last year and a half, I formed a, I formed a blended family. At some, some days of the week, there's seven people in a three-bedroom house that all want to eat different things, that don't want to go to bed, that don't want to get out of bed, that don't want to go to school, that want to fake being sick, that don't want to go to work some days because, man, they just don't feel like it. I struggle. You struggle. Listeners struggle. If the words that are coming out of your mouth are not kind, please just keep them to yourselves. And if you don't like what you see, stop fucking looking. I want to finish this up, Ron, with a quote that I love. Um, Theodore Roosevelt. You've probably heard it, right? Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt? Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. It is not the critic who counts. Not okay. The, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or how the doer of deeds could have done them better. 
and the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he falls, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. You know, it's, it's funny is I thought you were going to hit me with when you said Roosevelt and why I guessed Eleanor. <laughs> I always think of the one that she said, which is great minds discuss ideas, oh. average minds discuss events and small minds discuss people. I want to talk about that one day. And, and making good choices. Ron, thanks for, thanks for talking today. This was making good, good choices. <laughs> yeah, man. It was a good time. I'm going to go pick up my kids. You're going to go do things. And stuff. And stuff and things. See you later. And we, and we won't fuck it up. <laughs>